1: Greetings, comrades, and, uh, wow, welcome to the Eastern Border. I uh, record this episode literally a few minutes after one of our historical moments that has happened, and this comes from sports. Team Latvia has won bronze in hockey world championships. Ice hockey, because, I mean, Latvia only played that thing, and um, I know that some people like to separate those, although I don't even know what the other types of hockey are, but uh, still, ice hockey, world championships, we got bronze by beating the United States, no less. We had a good run, we uh, lost to Canada, 2-4, to four. Uh, but today we just defeated the United States of America to claim bronze, and, uh, you know, if you've seen that, meta, seen, seen that meme about third-place celebrations, that's us right now, because previously our best place was 7th, And now we have bronze, first time ever got in medals. And let me remind you that we're a country of 1.8 million people. Well, close to 2 million, but, you know, depending on how you count it, a very emotional moment for all Latvians. Now, uh, today, as per tradition, of course, I presume, by the way, I'm I'm in Spain Barcelona right now, just saying, so I'm not there, One, one of the very few moments where I would rather be in Riga or in Tampere, where the championship was held... But uh, but yeah, um, Latvian sorry, United States embassy in Latvia are going to receive a ton of flowers today, since it's in Latvian tradition that if we win someone in a major game, someone important, you know, we, we don't we don't do this to teams that are kind of considered obje- objectively weaker or something. But after big wins, uh, after you know big teams and everything, we um we go to embassies in Riga and place flowers there in front of the embassy. And you know, it annoys some people, and some people are worried that it's kind of a you know, very, um, very provincial thing, and it might be, but it's our thing, and it's what what we do in Latvia. And I hope that you know the Swedish people took it in stride, and I hope that the American people will take it as well, because you know, if you if you spot some weird pictures in your media with your Latvian embassy being covered in in flowers, well, that's because of uh, of us, and we just being super happy to you know have this. Moment of positivity, moment of something that really was cool in these days, here, you know, when it really mattered. Now, after about 30 minutes or so, I'll be meeting some of my listeners here in Barcelona. I have found a beautiful Ukrainian place here to go and hang out to, and, you know, I always try to meet as many listeners as I can during these trips. So I hope this is going to be a great meeting, because I found, like I said, a Ukrainian restaurant generally run by Ukrainians. So I'd like to, you know, use this Here's this uh, time, because I don't have a lot of it, to record some, some questions that, that I've received and things that I want to talk about. Well, first, first of all, there were recently rumors running around the uh, Russian blogosphere, these Z-bloggers, about um, how Zaluzhny, the, the leader of the Ukrainian armed forces, had actually managed to die. You know, that he was bombed or something, and that something bad had happened to him. And Ukraine basically <clears throat> made a video with Zaluzhny himself uh, stating that, you know, he's totally okay. Which is perfectly normal, because Zaluzhny normally is not a very public person, he's very quiet and uh, introspective, so it's nothing special that he doesn't appear in public for many days. However, well, of course, they made a fuss about it. And that's one thing that I like, I like to address as well. See, that's the Russian strategy in this counter-information thing that they're doing they will spew lies out like nobody's business. They recently published a totally fake video, which was sort of-ish kind of filmed from Ukrainian, uh, Ukrainian soldier's perspective who walks in into some sort of thing where German doctors, allegedly, uh, you know, take out, take out organs from people. Except that, you know, I was shown this on a train because I met two great guys, uh, one of them a German, who's been living in the United States for 15 years, and another American in, on a train here from Madrid, and they showed me this video. By the way, uh, hi, guys. Maybe maybe they're listening to this show. And, and, yeah, it turns out that the so-called German doctor who's taking out the organs, he's speaking with such a disgusting, bad accent that's just obvious to anyone who has even heard German once in their lives. They didn't even bother to hire a real German actor to do this or, or something. I don't know. But the thing is, I, I'm constantly asked to validate this or that statement running around in the Russian blogosphere. And I've countered a couple of them. The problem is that if I will spend all of my time just debunking all the nonsense that's just out there on the Z channels or in the blogosphere, I'll waste all of my time doing just that and I'll be, I won't have time to do anything else. That's the problem. Early in this, in this war, I had a conversation with um, my friend, Daryl Cooper, and I still would like to consider him my friend. By the way, no matter his political views, because I believe I can communicate with everyone. Because how do you convince someone that, you know, your side is right? Is not by yelling at them, it's by convincing them. And we've had personal contacts, and I do believe that, you know, he'll understand one day. But he said that he just simply refuses to believe that Russia lies all the time. And I believe that's his mistake. See, that's the thing it truly does. Recently, like a few days before I went to Spain... Uh, yeah, I managed to just check up on their newest lies, which is sadly, you know, or sadly or maybe good enough that it hadn't spread around because we countered it instantly. The United States, uh, apparently they, the United States had, according to them, to the, according to Z channels, had released a special medal that was there to kind of facilitate 300 days of United States supporting uh, Ukraine. And it was the ugliest, most dumbest looking medal uh, ever humanly possible. Now, the thing is, it was obviously fake, and we found out very quickly, thanks to people on Twitter. By the way, please follow me on Twitter. Just Google up Christophs Andressons on Twitter, and you'll find the show. And and the fact that it was made in some sort of souvenir shop in, in um, Massachusetts, which specializes in, in these sort of regalia and these sort of souvenirs, and it was obviously fake. But that didn't stop people, you know, claiming that it's the realest thing ever, right? So, they do lie all the time. And if something appears only in these Z-channels and only you know people uh, circulated around with these z things happening all over the place then yeah it's a lie just don't believe don't believe it secondly important thing on the news so i'm just not going to waste my time debunking every other stupid nonsense just presume it's stupid and nonsense like it always has been, because I have debunked so much of it that I don't know how many times Russia needs to lie for you to understand, well, some of you at least, that truly, yes, they do lie about everything. That is their strategy. They just spew out lies in such a ridiculous amount as to make sure that the analyst basically spends all their day debunking all this nonsense, which I just refuse to do. Because, again, there are more important things to worry about and talk about. Such is the fact that, again, Wagner Group itself besides other private military companies, have created a proxy military company, since Wagner cannot r- recruit uh, you know, prisoners directly anymore, or mobilized. So we've had another about three to four cases of uh, Russian mobilized literally being bought and sold. About This time, by the way, 25,000 rubles apiece. And let me check quickly how much 25,000 rubles is. Okay, so... 25,000 rubles is uh, 294 euros. Approximately $300. $300 per head to, to, to in corruption fees to, you know, concerned generals so that they would instead transfer the mobilized from the Russian army to the East Wagner group through, the, through its proxies to be sent to front lines and just die. Amazing. And this is what they do. I mean, they, they have to send in mass waves and everything because... You know, even according to the official information, the one that Prigozhin states, in his scathing rebuttals of everything Russia, right, 20,000 people have died on the Russian died on the Russian side uh, storming Bakhmut. In comparison, uh, like in other wars, the United States of America lost only 60,000 troops in its whole war with, with Vietnam that lasted for years. And this is just 20,000 20, by taking a single city. This is stupid, and they are not going to be able to sustain this. At the same time... This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your
0: life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns make this mother's day unforgettable with a piece from blue nile right now get up to 50 percent off at blue nile.com that's blue nile.com here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.
1: At the same time, I'm also paying attention to the elections in Hungary, in, in Turkey because. Well apparently our good old buddy Girkin supports Erdogan, or at least he wants a civil war in Turkey. He has openly stated about this in his telegram channel that um, he either wants Erdogan to remain in power, since then, you know, at least the status quo would happen and Turkey would continue to be bilaterally interested in um in this whole, you know, affair, trying to play both sides and the Bosphorus Straits would not be closed. Or, even better, he says, if Erdogan wins by just a super tiny margin, in that case, there would be a civil war in Turkey, which he wholeheartedly welcomes and accepts and says that's the best case for Russia ever. At the same time, as currently, as today I read, that apparently Taliban have declared a war on Iran, because of some ideological mistakes or some attacks, or I don't know, whatever. But basically, Taliban and Iran are now at war. And, uh, well, Igor Girkin and other Z channels postulate the idea that apparently it's the United States who have hired Taliban to attack Iran. Because, uh, and Igor Girkin defines this as, as such. Mm-mm. No wonder that the United States left Afghanistan exactly into the hands of Taliban and they left tons of valuable military equipment there. It was all done with a specific plan to hurt Russia and Russian interests. It was another backstab. And as much as our political propagandists like to say jokes about stupid America, this was a calculated move and United States are obviously working with Taliban together to fight Iran so that it would hurt Russia. I mean... I don't know, that seems like the dumbest idea ever. Because once again, even when some something so stupid and evil as Taliban are doing some things for their own reasons, that does not, by the way, excuse uh, United States' stupidity in any way or form, because your government has been doing a lot of, well, let's just say, not-so-smart things in the latter years, and since, well, basically, I don't know, 2001, I presume. Uh, But... I do not believe that leaving a ton of military equipment to Taliban to take over would be one of these things that you would, you'd do because that just seems so silly and pulled out of nowhere that that I don't even know just weird, but that's the level of everything we're we're at now. Also, he stated that Prigozhin is basically traitor to the nation. As if you've read my article on Foreign Policy magazine, writing a new one by the way on the hazing in the Soviet Army and modern Russian Army. See um. He also states that Prigozhin has stated that everyone who serves in the Russian army today are petukh as one of those roosters. And, well, Girkin is most concerned about that not being debunked. Because, you know, that, according to Panyatia, is a grave, grave offense, and Prigozhin should be, well, beaten up, in, beaten up to a cross, as Girkin himself states, which is an interesting thing. So internal struggles continue, the criminalization of Russia continues, real fights are just, you know, some um, skirmish struggles on the borders of, of everything. At the same time, by the way, uh, Russia's foreign ministry basically stated their new conditions on peace there. Russia's deputy foreign minister, Mikhail Goluzhin, outlined Moscow's conditions for peace in an interview with TASS, the state news agency. He said that, quote, first, Ukraine must stop hostilities and Western countries must stop supplying weapons to Ukraine. Galuzhin also said that in order to achieve a comprehensive, just, and lasting peace, I don't know what he means by the word just, Ukraine must adopt neutral, non bloc status and recognize new territorial realities caused by the realization of the right of the people to to self-determination. He means the shamarandums, thanks, Domen, from my report about this word, (laughs) in in these uh, stupid territories. He also added that Ukraine must refuse to join the EU and NATO and protect the rights of Russian-speaking citizens and minorities, quoting again, Russian must be recognized as a state language at the legislative level. Interestingly enough, Russia had not previously demanded that Ukraine not join the EU or that it make Russian a state language. In June 2022, Vladimir Putin himself had said that Moscow was not against Ukraine joining the EU because it is not a military organization, a military political bloc such as NATO. In response, obviously, the Ukrainian leadership said the war would only end after Russian troops withdraw from Ukrainian territory, which is perfectly understandable. And, you know, as I'm in Spain and I've been only following this whole thing as much as I can, at least my work, but I'm going to have a lot of work done when I return back home because I have a lot of new material here from the diaspora, i like to add that um, some of you people on Twitter taunted me to, you know, Learn more and figure out more about so-called sovereign citizens. I think I'm going to make an episode about how I try to even put my head around the very sing- same concept of a sovereign citizen, and the, I want to compare, compare this to the most bizarre conspiracies uh, that we have here in Lafayette, because I can't really talk about Spain because I'm only a guest here. By the way, Spain's jamón is just the best food on the on the planet, it's just amazing. But yeah, sovereign citizens. I am. Um, I'm generally putting effort in to try to understand them, and it's pretty difficult, if you ask me. It's not easy. It's just, yeah, one of the weirdest things I've generally seen in my life. But yeah, I'll be back from Spain at June the first, and uh, well. <laughs> This is it for today. If, I, if something really interesting pops up again, if something major happens, because I still don't want to report about the boat that got uh, hit by the drone attack, because I don't know the results, because they are very controversial. That's why that got skipped. Well, once I get something more, I'll let you guys know. Oh, and please, if you're a fan of the show, please consider supporting us on patreon.com slash theeasternborder or donating to us directly from our homepage, theeasternborder.lv. Both sites give you access to basically ad-free listening to the show because advertisement, well, pays very little to me due to how A-cost hosting works because they, you know, they already pay me less because I'm not an American and then they take 50% off and it's a mess. So I don't care if you skip the ads. You can do it or just listen to one of the ad-free feeds. It's fine thing is that um i just wish all all the best for you and Sada Latya i'm really proud of our medals and i got the final emotional happiness boost that uh, i needed the only bad thing is that you know my dad couldn't see this but uh then again maybe he's up there with the hockey gods and gave us some good luck finally and remember happiness is mandatory